Amen. Good message. Good message this morning. Carmen, I like it that you did the whole box backwards on the pattern because it's like you're letting Jesus out of the box. So that was really cool. I don't know where you get all these good ideas, but that was awesome. Thank you. Well, good morning, everybody. We've got Halloween out of the way, don't we? Now we can get to the real holidays, the serious holidays, of course, which is Christmas, right? If you're like my wife, it's already Christmas decorating time. Thanksgiving is coming, but, you know, that's just a big meal we're going to have together. It's really all about Christmas now, and so that's coming up soon. And just wanted to let you know some of the things that are coming up. Uh, We've got this series for this month, and so we'll finish that out at the end of the month, and we'll start Advent, and you should look forward because to kick off Advent, our youth pastor, Zach Leonard, is going to be preaching his first sermon here at the sanctuary, so I'm excited about that. You all should be excited about that, looking forward to what God has to say through him to us, first of many from him, I'm sure, and so that will be coming at the end of the month. And then December, we'll be doing Advent together, so it'll be a month of really talking about the Christmas stories from the Bible, is basically what that is. And I have one thing, one special thing I want to do with you guys uh, over Advent. We've got a Wednesday night Bible study that we're doing, which will wind up again towards the end of the month. And one of the things I want to do for that kind of time slot in December is have a movie night up here. And I haven't decided yet whether it'll be a Wednesday night or a Sunday night, maybe one of you guys can help me uh, figure that out. But it's not like, you know, A Wonderful Life or anything like that. It's not that kind of a Christmas movie, you know, the Christmas story. Not, that's not what we're talking about. It's actually uh, a really neat documentary on a Bible story, a Bible Christmas story. And so it's a really good documentary, and we should have a fun night up here doing that. And then one thing I want to do for January is a new series called The State of the Church. I wanted to have a few sermons over the state of the church. And so that's kind of what's coming up, something that we have to look forward to. Uh, Now that Halloween's out of the way again. And one last thing I wanted to talk about, we have uh, John Ferris has been organizing something for us. You know, a lot of the old items from the old church you guys have utilized in amazing ways around here to incorporate into this building. And I think that's been a great way to, again, honor uh, just the past history of this church and to continue to enjoy it. So one thing John has been doing for us, we have the old organ from the old church that's been kind of sitting around in storage for quite, quite a few years. And we have to get that moved out of the place where we're storing it. And so he thought it would be a good idea if any of you wanted a piece of that to like decorate your houses with. I'm probably going to take a couple of piece, pieces of that and decorate the, uh, the pastor's office with. Uh, he's got that. And so if you're interested in getting a piece of that for your home or, or for some other use, you're welcome to it. We'll be organizing that. If you'll keep up with us on Facebook, our Facebook page, we'll be posting when you can do that and some of the items that you might be interested in getting. And so just be aware of that. We'll, we'll, we'll be doing that for the next couple of weeks. And so just keep up with us on our Facebook page to find out how you can participate in that. So with that, let's continue our series this morning on the kingdom of heaven. Speaking of letting Jesus out of the box, the kingdom of heaven, remember the the kind of the trajectory of the series is building hope. 
We talk about the kingdom of heaven. What we're doing is we're building hope in something that is real. What the Bible really teaches about what our ultimate destination is in life. So the kingdom of heaven and the three main focus topics of this subject matter, really it's some of the great subject matter of all of scripture. If you think about it, the scripture is really about the king. It's about the land. And it's about the people. This is what a kingdom is comprised of. The king, the land, and the people. So these are the great topics of this subject. It's the great topics of this sermon series. And so we're going to continue uh, just kind of discussing some of the implications from Scripture about these things. And the, the point of the whole thing is we're, build, we're building together a realistic picture of where we should place our hope. And what that does is it helps us to clarify how we're to live our lives here and now. You know, a lot of times when we talk about eternity, where things are going for us in the future, you know, many of us tend to slip into the temptation to think of like a Disney movie, right? We have the tendency to maybe think about the future in the same terms that we think about a Disney movie. It just kind of seems so far out there, so out of touch, it's really hard to wrap our, our minds and our hands around in any kind of a practical way. And I would even say that about the return of Jesus. Many of us tend to think about the return of Jesus kind of like this magical fairy that when he returns, he's just going to wave his magic wand over everything and make everything just perfect. Right? I mean, I even slip into that myself, thinking that all of a sudden, all of the knowledge I'm ever going to be needed is just going to be downloaded into my brain. The planet's just going to be made sparkling new just because Jesus waves his magic wand over everything. And the problem with that thinking is that's not the picture that the Bible paints for us about what is waiting for us in the future. <clears throat> so I want to talk about uh, a few topics from Scripture. I'm going to start off in the Bible from John chapter 5, verse 19. And here's the question I want to wrestle with today. How am I to exercise my faith right now? Hope is something that I have and that I cultivate. I put effort into cultivating my hope. I want my hope to be informed. I want it to be pointed at the right target. But faith is something that I exercise here and now to grow, to learn, to develop, to make an impact on my surroundings here and now. And so the question I want to wrestle with today is, how am I to exercise my faith right now? What, what should I focus my faith on, on exercising my belief here and now to make a change and an impact in light of what we're learning? And so I'm going to be in John chapter 5, verse 19. Turn there as I juggle my glasses. John chapter 5, verse 19. Now think about this. This is what Jesus says of himself and his ministry and his life on earth. 
I want you to think about this. What does this mean for you? The text says, Jesus gave them this answer. I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. Now, church, here's the question I have for you. If that was true of Jesus, how much more true is that of you and I? The Father is still working and doing things on the planet here and now, isn't he? He's calling us to play a role in whatever it is he's doing. I believe God has a unique plan for La Mesa, Texas, and Dawson County, and our entire region. I am very confident of that fact. And the thing he needs us to do is what Jesus did. Get the eyes of our heart dialed in and focused on what he's saying to us on the inside. Really getting in touch with that. Paying attention to what God the Holy Spirit is saying on the inside of every one of us and making sure that we're acting on what we're seeing. You know, that's a very important thing. It's really simple. It's really important. And it's really easy to neglect. Because if we don't do it on purpose, chances are it's not going to happen at all. Jesus says, I can only do what I see my heavenly Father doing. Now, let me tell you why I think that's important in the context of the kingdom of heaven, the coming kingdom of heaven, which we already have right now in part. The kingdom is already a living, present reality among us through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and through people who are paying attention to what God is saying on the inside of them. We will not have it in its fullness. I would say the part that we have is really small right now. You know, the Bible refers to it as like the first fruits. It's just a small little taste of what's coming. We will not have it in its fullness until Jesus Christ returns to the earth and so I want to talk to you why I think that thing, paying attention to what God is saying and doing now, is really important in the context of where we're going. <clears throat> How many of you know when Jesus returns, making things new, making things right, is going to be a lot like for the planet what it is for you and I as individuals? You guys understand when you were born again, God did an amazing work in you, but there was a lot of work left to be done, wasn't there? Amen? And there's still a lot of work, even, even after many, many years and decades of following Jesus and growing God, there's still a lot of ground to be taken, isn't there? It's a process. It's going to be a similar thing for the planet. And I'm just going to drop a little bit of seeds, really, for a future message here. This isn't the message today. I'm going to just drop some seeds, and hopefully we'll develop those later. But when Jesus Christ returns to the earth, there is going to be a process of making the planet correct and right and everything that he intends it to be. There will be a process that we participate in. And I'll say this. 
God's not going to start from scratch. God's going to utilize some of the things that exist whenever he returns. He's going to utilize those things in some ways as a starting point for what he's going to do when he returns to the planet. And so that's some of the ideas I want to develop as we get to the scripture. The, the picture the Bible paints is that Jesus returns to the earth. There is a time frame, a long time frame, where he works in partnership with human beings at preparing the planet for this thing that you and I call heaven to come to earth. The picture the Bible paints is the thing that we typically think of as heaven, you know, the golden streets, uh, the things made of glass, the throne room of God, all of these things. You know, that's a certain location in the Bible that has boundaries and borders if you read the book of Revelation. And it comes to the planet, and it's, it's one piece of the puzzle that comes to the planet, but the rest of the planet still exists and is populated, and life goes on. And so one of the things we want to talk about today is, what is God up to in this time frame? Jesus returns to the earth. He begins a process of preparing the planet for this thing we think of as heaven to come into our reality and existence and to exist simultaneously with us on the earth. Let's go to the epistle of Ephesians. Go to Ephesians chapter 1 with me. I'm going to read verse 10 from Ephesians. Actually, I'll start in, in verse 9, Ephesians chapter 1. And he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment. Here it is. To bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, under one reality, which is Christ. The intent is to put all of reality underneath the governing leadership of God's Son, Jesus Christ. This is the plan. God wants to make one reality out of the two to bring them together so that God the Father can live with us face to face on this planet without any unhealthy conflict, without any rebellion, without people messing things up so that life isn't good for everyone because the goal is for, for God to make life good for everyone on the planet. And so this is the plan, and let's talk about the process a little bit. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 12 now. I'm going to be in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 26. God has a plan for you and I and for the planet. And really that means for us in this region, here in La Mesa, in Dawson County, in West Texas, God has a plan for us that he wants us to partner with him in. And look how important this is. Think about this in regards to how you're using your time, your energy, and your resources. How many of you want your life to matter in the end? How many of you want your time and your effort to have a lasting impact. Everybody does, right? 
Think about what this Bible verse says right here. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 26. At that time, speaking about at a past point in time, at that time his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised. Once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. The words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken. The removing of things that aren't permanent. The removing of things that really aren't beneficial or useful in an eternal paradigm. I don't know about you, I spend plenty of my time on those things. I'm working on, on diminishing that. Once more I will shake not only the earth but also the heavens. The words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Think about that. There are things that you and I are paying attention to, that you and I are putting effort toward, that you and I are working on, that will have value not just here and now, but also in eternity. You want to know what the key is? The key is doing what Jesus did in John chapter 5, verse 19, paying close attention to what God the Father, through the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us, is saying to us, is whispering to us. His kingdom plans and purposes are already alive and well inside of you and me. We need to be sure that we're paying close attention to what God wants us being mindful of. Now, here's some of the things we know for sure. At the resurrection from the dead, what will be resurrected, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, is what you and I have sown in this life. So here's what I can tell you for sure. The time and effort we put into growing in the knowledge of God will not be wasted. I can tell you that for sure. The time and the effort that you and I put into <clears throat> growing in the knowledge of God, which is what's revealed to us in the Bible, will never be wasted. That's, that's something to pay close attention to, church. The time and effort you and I put into uh, communicating with God in prayer and praying that his kingdom plans and purposes would be brought to fruition in our homes, in our marriages, in our children, in our city, in our region, those prayers will not be wasted. They will have eternal value and significance. These are things I can, I can tell you for sure. Our relationships that we build. Lamisa, I believe that our time here together, me with you and, and you with us and our family, I believe there will be eternal benefits and consequences to the friendships and the relationships that we build together. I believe that's true of marriages. I believe that's true of friendships. I believe that's true of, of working relationships. If we're doing them underneath the leadership of Jesus, the work that we put into living together, communicating with one another, learning how to be effective and productive together, those things will have eternal 
value. I feel like I can tell you that quite confidently. Now, other things that verse might mean, just speculating here, I even believe that perhaps things that we do on this planet will have continuity with the coming kingdom whenever it comes. If they're done according to kingdom principles, according to the initiative of God the Father. You know, I think when Jesus returns, you know, it, there are texts in the Old Testament that talk about rebuilding ancient ruins. There will be building projects. I mean, not just physical building projects, but, you know, political agendas and platforms that, that Jesus is going to implement. And we've put our mind, there. I believe there are people putting their minds to learning even economic concepts that really have kingdom dynamics behind them. And Jesus is going to be able to start with those people and build on that so that even the economic world, whenever Jesus returns, is done according to kingdom principles and, and, and concepts. And God isn't starting from scratch. That happens in so many different areas. I think there will continue to be education. In the Old Testament, it talks about the nations of the earth coming to God's throne, where, where Jesus sits on David's throne, and they learn from his great wisdom and knowledge. So many things that, that might have continuity with the coming kingdom of heaven that really we, sh we would be mindful of paying close attention to. One last verse of scripture I want to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 3. The three great topics of the coming kingdom of heaven. The king, which is Jesus Christ, as we all know, who is God in human form. The people, which is you and I. God is cultivating through the church a people with which he can begin his kingdom whenever it comes in all of its fullness. That's our main job now, church, is growing and training in godly, godliness together so that when the kingdom actually comes, we will be ready to take our place. And the land. God has a plan and a purpose for Dawson County and for West Texas that is eternal in nature. The sooner we get started on it together, the better. Now let's read one last verse here. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12. You guys are probably familiar with this passage of Scripture. I want to highlight a few things from it that may not have been at the forefront of your minds whenever you read or heard this passage. Here's what it says. If any man builds on this foundation, which is the foundation of, of the gospel, the New Testament, if any man builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, his work will be shown for what it is. Because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire. And the fire will test the quality of each man's work. If what he has built survives, he will receive his reward. 
If it is burned up, that's talking about those things that can be shaken. Our work is built from feeble materials, thinking, attitudes, patterns of relating to other people that, that aren't of the kingdom, that aren't of the love of God, everything that can be shaken that isn't useful in God's eternal kingdom. If it is burned up, he will suffer loss. He himself will be saved. You get to be in the kingdom, but only as one escaping through the flames. You'll be in the kingdom, but you'll have nothing to show for it. Church, our task together as individuals is to be sure we're paying close attention to what God the Holy Spirit is saying on the inside of every one of us. God has a message in this book for all of us. This is our primary source of guidance and information. God has given us his Holy Spirit on the inside of every one of us because there is a tailor-made plan for every one of us to partner with God in the eternal plans and purposes he has for us right here in this region, in this church, in this city, in this county, and in this region. And so my, my thought as we leave here today, as we move towards communion is, I wonder what that is. I wonder what that is. You know, again, I can tell you for sure, I can tell you for 100% certain, we're called to be more dedicated to growing in the knowledge of God together than we are, and that's true of every one of us. Every one of us are called to grow in understanding this book more fully and more completely. I can tell you another thing for sure. God wants every one of us embracing some agenda in prayer that he wants us to begin believing him for here and now. God wants you exercising your faith. When I say exercising your faith, you're embracing an idea from God. You're making a choice to believe that he wants it to happen. And you begin speaking that back to him in prayer and expecting some change to happen as a result of what you're believing for. Something every one of us are to be doing. So my question would be, what might that be for you? You know, anything else is kind of between you and God. I can't tell you that. I can tell you those two things for sure are something God is calling us to do. What does God want you believing for in regards to First Methodist Lamisa? Church, do you know that we need your prayers for this church? We need your prayers for this church. I need your prayers. This city, this county needs you praying for this church because God wants to do something unique in and through this church, specifically for this church, that other churches aren't necessarily called to do. So what might that be? You, you might just start with something general. Father, I know you have a plan for our church, First Methodist Lamisa. I pray that you'd show me what that is. But in the meantime, I pray that your plan for First Methodist Lamisa would come to fruition. Now that's a church everybody can begin praying, right? We can all do that. You don't have to have some special prophetic message from God to pray that prayer. 
Everybody can do that, and it's just as simple as that. If you would do that every day, if everyone in this church would do that every day, do you know how big of a difference that would make? That would make a huge difference. I'm not talking about like next week, but five years from now, that would make a huge difference. Father, I pray that your unique plan for Fresh Methodist Lamisa would come to fruition. Pray that you'd show us what that is and you'd help us to do it with you. That's simple. God, I pray that you'd show me what your plan for me is. What's your plan for me? I know you have a unique plan for me. Help me to discover what that is so that I can see it and do it with you. Every person should be praying that prayer all the time, and it never goes away. I can tell you for sure. You know, God is calling every person to begin teaching other people in small ways what they're learning as they're growing in the knowledge of God. You need to be sharing that with other people, one or two other people. In the process of sharing that with other people, it is going to grow you and change you. I promise you. I promise you it will. So that's another thing I know for sure. Who in your life are you sharing the things that God is growing in you? There should be at least one other person that you're, you're sharing the things that God is showing you and dealing with you about. Uh, it's an important part of the process. So I can tell you that for sure. Those are th things that we all need to be doing. And if we just start there, I mean, it could go all kinds of really cool places that would amaze us five years from now. Amaze us. So let's close with a word of prayer, and then we'll move to a time of communion together. Father, I just pray that <clears throat> as we think about how we're to exercise our faith here and now, in light of where you're going with this project called Planet Earth and the people that are living on the planet, help us to exercise our faith in regular ways, because when we exercise the little faith that we have, it grows, it gets stronger. So Holy Spirit, we just pray that you'd help us to make a choice to be more consistent in the things that we know to do, trusting that if we're consistent in doing the things that we know to do, you just take that and expand it and grow it, and you do amazing things with it. And so I'm praying, Father, that you would just surprise us as a church. I'm going to be so bold this morning as to pray that you would surprise us as a church if we do these things faithfully over time and just watch what you do with it. And we, we just ask you, amaze us, Father. Amaze us with what you'll take and do with that. So I pray that over every person, every mind and heart here, would have a new awareness and focus of what God the Holy Spirit is saying on the inside of them. They would have a new hunger, thirst, and curiosity for the word of God and the things of God, and that they would exercise the discipline of sharing that with people in their spheres of influence, one or two people, sharing that and, and just watching what you do with it. Father, we pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Well, today's communion... And so we're grateful for the reminder that communion is. Jesus told us whenever we do this, to do it in remembrance of him. And so this bread represents 
the broken body of Jesus Christ, which was broken to pay the penalty for your sin and my sin. And we know that the, the grape juice represents the blood of Jesus, which was shed to cleanse us and purify us from our sin. And so we remember that, and we're grateful for it this morning. I'd invite you to join with me in saying the great Thanksgiving together. It's an important thing that we do as Methodists together whenever we take communion. And so I'll say the pastor portion, and you'll say with me the all portion. And so, church, Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Say it with me. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Amen. Say the Lord's Prayer with me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I'd like to invite those who are going to be helping serve communion this morning to come forward at this time.